Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hello, everyone. It's time for us to celebrate a brand new month, and we are going to dedicate most of the month of March getting ready for Easter. In fact, the 2nd of March through the 14th of April is the Lenten season. And so instead of waiting until the last minute, I thought we would jump in and so I can help you get prepared to take full advantage of this most beautiful and reverent time of the year. Look, most of us do this for Advent, right? We get all prepared to celebrate the birth of our Savior And it is so important for us not to neglect the Advent season. Now, this podcast is probably dropping the day after Ash Wednesday, but don't be alarmed. You can still begin your Lenten season with us. And I've got a couple of resources for you. If the idea of Lent is brand new to you, welcome. It's a very old tradition based on the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness after his baptism. So it'd be worth it for you to go back and read about that. But it's a beautiful time of introspection, a time that we are penitent, a time that we are aware of our sin. And it's a great time to adopt one of the devotionals I'm going to talk to you about. It's also a great time to go back and read the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection, right? It's a great time to learn some new Easter songs, really, so that we can be contemplative of the entire Easter story. It's so easy, so, so easy for us to get caught up in our own lives and to neglect this time of year. And moms, again, we have the opportunity to set the priority and the focus in our homes. Let's do that, right? So yes, it is the Lenten season. Usually that refers to fasting of some kind. It's total of 46 days including six Sundays, but according to church tradition, Sundays, because those are resurrection days that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, are always feast days. So even during the Lenten season, even though you're fasting Monday through Saturday, Sundays are still considered uh, feasting days, even during Lent. But the other days of the week are given to prayer and fasting and what's referred to as almsgiving. So it is an excellent time to learn these new practices and to really lean into them. We have celebrated Lent and observed Lent in our home for years and years. It was not something I was raised doing. It was a brand new idea to me, but I can tell you what a profound influence it's had on me and my spiritual life. So often I have wanted to be able to have a downshift from life. I've just wanted to pause and lo and behold, I learned through practicing Lent that God has given it to us. 
through this particular season of the year. And so I want to invite you to consider practicing Lent. I've got a few books here for you about it that I wanted to share with you today. I've got a whole stack here today to go over with you. So I found this one. Many of these are devotional books. This one is entitled Lent in Plain Sight, a devotion through 10 objects. So this is, again, another one. It goes every day and it has questions for reflection and it has a prayer for the day to help keep you focused on the Lenten season. It's very doable. It's thin. It's not overwhelming, right? This is something, Mom, you could do on your own or you could read at your breakfast table as a family. One of the things I do want to encourage you to do is very often it's easy for us to think we've got to really water everything down for the little ones. And I want to encourage you, especially during this Lenten season, to do both and. Read meditative scripture, right? Read books and devotionals like this. And I've got some tucked in here. Read some books that are lower for the kids. But I'm going to tell you, aim high. Aim high because I have been so impressed and grateful over and over that the things that my kids latch onto are what I would have thought was too much, too far above them, right? And that's what the Holy Spirit used and what they latched onto. And we've had some great discussions over the years. So that's one book. This one I have not looked too deeply into. This is entitled Holy, 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 a Lenten Journey of Refinement. That was the title that really got me. A Lenten Journal of Refinement. Remember that it is God's purpose in our life to transform us, to form us into the image of his son. And that's what caught me about the title of this book, A Season or Journey, Journey of Refinement. I want to lean into God's refining work in my heart in my mind, and in my soul. And so this was very, it says it includes a study guide. I'm all about the study guide. So that's another option for you. This next one is just beautiful. And I think that that says something. I think it's really nice to have something really beautiful that you want to engage with, right? After all, all things bright and beautiful, the Lord God made them all. This beautiful creation he's given us, especially during the spring when things start to come to life. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I know that I am not as frozen as some of you might be, but I've got daffodils coming up in my front yard. And to me, that is hope springing forth for this, this Southern girl. And so I love this next one also because it's just beautiful. It's entitled Bitter and Sweet. And... Again, I just love how she's got this set up. She's got devotionals for each week. She gives you a brief history on Lent, an invitation to Lent. She has some suggestions on things that you might consider fasting from and how to go about doing that, some questions to consider. Fasting, almsgiving, and prayer are the primary practices during this season of 40 days. So she even has some suggestions in here on almsgiving, giving, and, and how that how that can look and what you might consider doing. And then, of course, prayers. And then she has a reading for every day also. So I just, I love that. I think that's another great option. Then two, like, more full family, longer options that we've done, both of these, actually. One is by uh, Timothy Laniac. 
while shepherds watch their flocks. It says that it's reflections on biblical leadership, and in fact it is, but this doc, uh, this man actually went and spent a period of time with Bedouin shepherds. And this book is the result of the time that he spent with them in the nighttime, herding their flocks under the starry host, right? And again, it's divided up into the 40 days. And so it's intensely personal from his very personal experience with these people. It's got pictures that he took along the way. And so, again, this is another great book. There aren't any questions that go along with it. It's just like a daily reading. So this is another option for you. Many of you may be familiar with Paul David Tripp. He came out with a book a few years ago entitled Journey to the Cross. And we actually, I think this is the one we actually did last year because I'm pretty confident my husband gave a copy to all of the kids. But it is a 40-day Lenten devotional. And so we read this during our family worship time in the morning. It's got a verse and then it's got a reading to do with some reflection questions at the end. Another great devotional book. And then I have not read this entire book, but I've read passages from this, or I've been in classes where they talked about this. This is What Christ Suffered. And so this is a doctor who wrote about the sufferings of Christ. So what was it like actually to be crucified on the cross? The dehydration, the scourging, what would have actually taken place in his body? as he was all man and all God, and he came to lay down his life for your sin and for my sin. And that means that the crucifixion process was not a painless one for our Lord and Christ, but it was one that he did willingly so that you and I would have eternal life and reconciliation with God. This is not a devotional. It's not laid out in a devotional form. It's more of an insight by a, a doctor who, based on his knowledge of anatomy and the process of, of crucifixion and scourging and all of those things, has insight to what that would have been like. Now, I do have some things for your littles. I love the littles. I love to spend time with them, and I love to spark interest with them. I think even from young ages, it's appropriate to tell them about this God that loves them so much that he sent his son to die for them. Some of my favorite books of all time, and I'm sure that it's because that we had these when I was a little girl, very inexpensive. You can pick these up sometimes at Salvation Army, on eBay bundles, right? You can get these just about anywhere. And that is these, what I like, the Archway books, right? And one of the things that I love about the Archway books is when our kids were little, I could tuck these in the diaper bag for Sunday morning, right? They packed really easily. They're inexpensive. They're doctrinally sound. They draw the kids in. Many of them are in a rhyming pattern, and my kids would remember and the rhyme, right? And there's a variety of different arts. And I just loved reading these over and over with my kids. They became favorites. Um, many of ours downstairs are duct taped together, right, because... They got a lot. They were very worn out. So these three are The Lord's Supper and Good Friday and Doubting Thomas. Um, this would have been in the resurrection. So those are great. This is a new one. And I think, I think um, I'm not the expert like Sarah McKenzie is over at the Read Aloud Revolution. But 
I think this was on her list. I was looking there the other day because um, I love to collect books for when my grandkids visit. And this one I had not seen before, but this is si Simon and the Easter Miracle. And the artistry is beautiful. And I've read a little bit of it, but I don't want to give it away to you. But I think this is going to be a new favorite. Yeah, that's Simon, right? And so you might want to look this one up and add this to your Easter collection for your kids. Then there's a couple of uh, series that I have picked up on that you might or might not be familiar with. One is Baby Believers. If you've not seen these, these are great. And these are actually board books. And this one is for Holy Week. And it tells, it goes through with for little pudgy fingers and hands, right? And uh, it tells the story. And I just, I love that. Again, I don't think your kids are ever too young to see what happened during Holy Week. And then this other one is We Believe. Um, it's just an alphabet primer, but it's the same kind of thing. It's getting the truths of the Bible in front of your kids, which I love. And then this one is Big Theology for Little Hearts. I love that. And this is the gospel. And central to the gospel is our sin issue and our Savior who paid our sin debt. And so that's why I chose this one. And again, these make great shower gifts to your friends who are having baby. They make great um, gifts for your grandkids on birthdays or Christmas or Easter baskets. So these are great, great tools for your kids and for you to share with them. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the Word, and today she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's Word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. Now, I want to shift a little bit to something that I think that would be a great thing for you to do, Mom, with your kids during this month. One thing that we did a couple of times during um, when everybody was home way back in the day is we memorized Isaiah 53. So Isaiah 53 is Isaiah's prophecy of the suffering service servant who is Jesus Christ, right? And so it's a very familiar passage. And again, I like to print it out and mark it all up. I have here marked six different things that you can do with your children. Um, if you print this out, six different things that you can look for. It's really, really powerful. So one list that you can look for is what happened to Jesus. He was, and that's the phrase that's throughout this passage in Isaiah. He was, and here's the list. And you're, it's not to jot it down right now, mom. Don't do that. 
You want to print this off and do this with your kids. It's so powerful to see what did our Christ, what did Jesus endure for your sake and for my sake? What did he willingly do so that you and I might be reconciled to the Father? Here's the list. He was despised, forsaken, acquainted with grief, pierced, crushed, scourged, oppressed, afflicted, cut off, assigned, poured out, numbered, stricken, smitten. Wow. Wow. That's what he did for you and for me. And our kids need to know that our sin costs Jesus, right? It's very easy for us to read the Holy Day passages and listen to those people shouting in the masses, crucify him, crucify him. But the reality is, the reality is that your sin and my sin shouts crucify him, shouts it. And our kids need to know, and mom and dad, you and I need to be reminded that sin has a price and sin's price is death. And Jesus came to pay sin's price once and for all. It says here in this passage, another thing that you can look at with your children, he was all of those things because of what? Our griefs, our sorrows, our transgressions, our iniquities, and our sins. So it's an outstanding exercise to really contemplate and consider to take some time. What are the things that I do that grieve the Lord Christ? What are the things that make him sorrowful? What are the transgressions and the iniquities and the sins that I commit that required his death on the crossbar of Calvary? That is what this season of Lent is about, is considering those things, prayerfully repenting of those things, fasting so that we may be cleansed from the sin in our life. And you know what? Through all of those things, through his death on the cross of Calvary, we have in this passage, it says that the wrath of God was satisfied. He was satisfied. Look, if I got on a cross, I'm not perfect and it would not satisfy God. There is nothing I could do to satisfy the death penalty for my sin because I'm imperfect. It required the blood of the perfect lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and his willing and complete and total sacrifice on Calvary's cross paid my sin debt and satisfied the wrath of of God. It says here in this passage that as a result of all of this, all that he went through because of my sin that satisfied the, the sin payment, the death penalty for my sin results in our healing, the healing of our hearts, the healings of our relationship, the reconciliation available to us to have peace with God. That is what is offered to us at Calvary. That is what we have the opportunity to look to and to focus on during this Lenten season. Jesus was the propitiation for us. He was the guilt offering. He bore on himself the sin 
of the world. You'll remember in the beginning of the book of John, John the Baptist sees Jesus and announces, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Sin singular, meaning whole. All of the sin of the world, Jesus came and took away. And during this Lenten season, let us be mindful. Let us dare to be introspective, to be contemplative, right? And to be penitent and repentant so that we might, so that we might celebrate Easter Sunday more fully than ever before. Next time, I'm going to talk to you about some different things you can do to celebrate Easter Sunday, along with some hymns that you can start getting together and gathering, Mom, so you can sing these hymns to set your mind during the Lenten season, to set your mind as we focus up on things above. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, for paying our sin debt. That is what the Lenten season is all about. We'll talk again next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in an everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.